0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Vox Tablet. It's me, Sarah Ivory, your host. Today, how about some music? Every week we are inundated with CDs and emails and announcements about exciting new artists from far-flung places and about mind-bending new genres of music that fuse East and West. And it all sounds marvelous, but we get so much of it all the time that it's hard for us to really ferret out what is something we want to listen to and what is something maybe we wouldn't. So today, we decided to turn to Rob Weisberg. He's a friend of Vox Tablet. He's been on before. And he's the host of Trans-Pacific Sound Paradise, a world music show that runs on Saturday nights on WFMU. Rob is going to help us figure out what we should be downloading to our iPhones and what we should be grooving to in the next couple of weeks. Rob, welcome to Vox Tablet. Thanks. (laughs) So tell me, what do you have? What, what, What has all your sifting yielded? Well, what sort of
1: kind of accidentally came upon an interesting thread which is three different artists incorporating uh, Jewish music in different ways, not all Jewish, all referencing older traditions or their roots, uh, which is a little bit of a trendlet that's going on. So I thought we'd we'd share these three. okay? And, and I actually, by way of starting, the first group is kind of uh, the one out of these three that's really a, a big deal in Israel. They're kind of the next big thing. It's a, a three sisters called Ewa. Their uh, grandparents were Yemenite Jews from Yemen who were moved to Israel in part of a grand plan at the time. And um, they are working with this famous producer from the group Balkan Beatbox, and they basically became a huge YouTube viral hit with a song we're going to hear in a second. But um, it's interesting, coming from Yemen, coming from Mizrahi Jewish background, they cite as kind of their big influence uh, a singer who preceded them and who was really the last singer uh, of that background, of Middle Eastern Jewish background to become a, a star in the Middle East and around the world. Who's that? And her name is Ofahaza. Oh,
0: Ofahaza, sure, yeah. And
1: I thought it would be interesting to start off by uh, going back. Ofra Haza became famous as a pop singer, and it was a big deal because she had these Yemenite roots, and she wasn't Ashkenazi. There was sort of an Ashkenazi cultural dominance up to that point, and she yeah. kind of opened the doors. And what happened was uh, she had uh, a few albums that as a pop album, as pop albums, just straight pop. And then she decided to go back to her parents' music, which she had grown up with herself. And... Had a huge hit in a song that was ultimately remixed for the dance floor uh, called Im Nin Alu. And I thought it'd be nice maybe to lead in by hearing a little bit of that and then we can talk about AWA in that context. Okay, let's hear Ofra. <laughs>
0: Is she singing in Hebrew there or in Arabic?
1: Even Alu was uh, actually a song she did in Hebrew, although she did songs in Yemenite, uh, in, in Yemeni-Jewish uh, dialect mm-hmm. on her album. That song happened to be in Hebrew. So when was she singing? So she started and kind of busted out as a pop star in the early 80s. And 84 was when she originally did her Yemenite Back to the Roots album, doing all these old songs, kind of disco, a little bit of Middle Eastern flavor, techno, yeah. 80s style. Uh, that was 84 and they got reissued actually uh, internationally in 87 with the remixes and she became a, a really a global star at that point. And so then what's the through line from her to Awa? So Awa are also going back to these songs. In this case, it's not their parents, it's their grandparents' uh, Yemeni traditional songs. Although uh, there's a couple of different wrinkles. On the one hand, they're, as I understand it, incorporating bits of different songs or and turning them into their own new songs. Um, they're not actually doing, taking songs and strictly redoing them. They're they're drawing on that material as a reference. But on the other hand, when you listen to it, they're actually more directly musically quoting uh, Middle Eastern musical style or what might be called Oriental music in Israel and sort of calling out the uh, Yemeni and Mizrahi roots that way. And that's a little bit of a sign of the times, I think. Now, back in the 80s, you might have thought that was pushing a little too far uh, Nowadays, there's especially in Israel, there's a real taste for that, and working with uh, Tomer Yosef, the producer from Balkan Beatbox, that's part of his specialty, is to mix in cultural uh, elements from the diaspora in a sense, but kind of very uh, modern style, and so that's really what you hear when you hear a And this song, uh, Habib Galbi, they don't even have an album out actually, but this uh, they actually began as a YouTube thing. There's three sisters. They sang together, and they posted and posted and posted on YouTube. And then they sent a Facebook message to Tomer, uh, the producer from Balkan Beatbox, which is a big deal. They're huge in Israel. And he liked what he heard because um, they just have this amazing chemistry. I saw them on stage at uh, La Paz en Rouge here in New York a little while ago, and they just kind of bounce off each other both vocally and, and sort of physically. And uh, he heard that and said, you know what? We got to do something. And so uh, they have an album in the works. But uh, this first song, Habib Galbi, just became a mega hit. So why don't we, should we listen? Let's yeah, just do I'd a little bit of uh, Habib Galbi.
0: it, you feel like you could really have a great time dancing to that. And it reminds me a little bit of, like, um, there's this Portuguese band, I think, or are they Angolan? Baraka Som sistema. It has that same kind of, like, we're going to start playing music, it's going to be loud, it's going to have a lot of energy, and you're going to sweat a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, they sort of take it down rhythmically. The Baraka, Baraka Somsistema is really fast. They call that uh, Kuduru music. Uh-huh. uh, uh Angolan Portuguese music, but it's kind of the same broad trend of the last uh, twenty years or so, kind of revving up the roots. And it's interesting because the the singles that are out online now of uh, of uh, Awar are, are a little bit, uh, uh, I would say, low key. But um, live, there's a little more of a rock and roll feel to some mm. of their material too. So I'm very curious to hear uh, the full album when it comes out. We'll Do see. they
0: play their own instruments, or are they, 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 they sing? they mainly just
1: sing? Uh-huh.
0: One funny thing I did read about them is that their actual family name is um, H-A-I-M, just like there's this American band, the Haim Sisters, Uh. (laughs) (laughs) but different. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, it's different,
1: although it could potentially lead to some confusion, but I guess not, because that's why they're calling themselves A-Wah. Maybe maybe, uh, Tomir caught that, they caught it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, What else do you have for us to check out? So now here, the next one I have,
1: this is a cross-cultural collaboration, and again, it's going back, though, to the uh, songs of the Singer grew up with and kind of a, a rediscovery that way, um, but in a very different musical context. The group is called Sandara, and uh in kind of an Ofra Haza-ish way, uh, the singer, uh, Zeb Hania, um, actually also kind of started as more of a pop singer, although she's always a bit crossover. She actually, she and her cousin Hania had a duo called Zeb and Hania, who actually became uh, apparently quite big in her home country, which is Pakistan, although they really got it together. They actually formed the group uh, while they were in college in New England. So it's, you know, kind of very much uh, a modern, a contemporary thing. It's informed by Western pop music as well as uh, Pakistani music. Although even in Zeb and Hania, they did some uh, traditional songs. Her roots are from way north, no, the northern frontier area of Pakistan that borders with um, Afghanistan. Uh, she, her family is Pashtun, and she sings, in this project, Sandhara, uh Pashtun folk songs that she heard growing up. And... She's joined in this, though. This is sort of the weird, quirky, intriguing part uh, by a group of New York-based musicians who play klezmer Balkan jazz music led by a really great clarinetist named Michael Winograd. And um, they found some very interesting ways to put these two together. I thought first, though, it'd be interesting to play uh, one of the source songs. Yeah, and uh, like a lot of young people nowadays who kind of who try these things, digging back to the roots. Um, she knew the songs, but they also kind of hunted around on YouTube and stuff. And um, she knew uh, her family singing the songs, but the the versions that really caught her were actually uh, Afghan folk singers. And there was actually kind of a golden age of Afghan. Music Before Russia, before the Taliban, in the 70s, the country was really modernizing fast. And they had this great radio and television facility and all these artists recorded. And one of the most famous ones uh, was named Haji Saifo. A lot of people say that he may actually, he, some of his lyrics are kind of provocative and that he may have actually been assassinated. He died back uh a couple of decades ago. Um, and she did this song. She, this is the song that also is kind of inspired her on the project. It's called uh, Jeggy Jeggy Lila John. And I thought it'd be nice to hear a little bit of his version. And then we'll hear what Sandra Rad does with it.
2: Yeah. Jiggy, jiggy, marathi, bon kadi. Jiggy, jiggy, marathi, bon kadi. I kal jul pe chhi ay ay hai barobar peshiman bona kadi mar di vo na ay ay bona kadi
0: So then what, what is Sundara's uh, iteration of that song? Let's hear it. All right. So, and yeah, this is, uh, it, what's
1: interesting to me this, uh, and this is uh, that they find a place between klezmer, uh, they find this place and it's interesting because the tonality is different. There are microtones in Afghan music and how do you do the tuning and stuff, but they really find this uh, common ground and r- right from the get-go here.
2: jiggi ki marati mona kadi jiggi jiggi marati mona kadi dam si ay, payai me kadi si kadi ay hai puro puro ay hai puro puro
1: They find this kind of mournful. <laughs> they find an intersection in kind of the, the mournfulness of it. And it works. It's definitely a little more, um, I don't know, experimental isn't the right word, but it's very different from Awa, who are really sort of gunning for the uh, I'm the pop charts, or at least the dance floors. Um, you know, Michael Winograd is a uh, jazz and classical-rooted guy who's played with people like um, Itzhak Perlman. And uh, he's played a lot of Klezmer, Klezmer Conservatory Band and stuff. And so they're kind of taking a different direction. They're doing smaller shows. They have toured every uh, couple of years or about every year, though. And, in fact, they're touring this May. So there's an opportunity for those here, especially on the East Coast, to uh, see them. It's really interesting. How did they come to collaborate? How did they even meet? They actually met at a uh, a gig at the Pakistani embassy. Oh, wow. <laughs> actually, by <laughs> Zeb and Haniyeh. And so Michael heard them doing, in kind of a little poppier way, more poppy way, a couple of the Pashto traditional songs. And he said, you know, I think this would be an interesting project to try together.
0: Oh, What else? Is there anything else you want to tell us about?
1: Now, there's one more. I would say we're kind of, in a funny way, we're going from uh, the most over the radar, perhaps not in the U.S., but certainly in uh, in Israel, Ewa are very much on the radar, There uh, to... A bit of underground and maybe one that kind of slipped under the radar a little bit, which I think is a really interesting project that, again, refers to the music that uh, the artist, not the singer in this case, uh, for the most part, grew up with. This is a group called Schizophrenia. The leader, he's not the singer in this case, uh, He's although he, he does sing a bit, actually, on this album, is a guitarist, and oud player named Yoshi Fuchter, who also plays in Sandara, but in this case, he's taking cantorial songs and working them into uh, his own thing. These are songs that he grew up uh, listening to as a kid. His grandfather was actually a rabbi, and Yoshi just was very inspired. Uh, his, his grandpa would sing in the house, and he introduced him to uh, some of the most famous cantors. Basically, he would play old 78s from really the golden age of cantorial music, particularly here in New York and the the late 19th to early uh, 20th century. Um, Most famously, uh, Yoselé Rosenblatt um, was sort of the initial inspiration for this project. And uh, Yoshi calls it schizophrenia. R. Murray Schaefer coined the term. It means separation of the sound from its original source. So he's kind of, I guess, playing with the idea of really radically morphing the music. Actually, um, the example that I wanted to play... Uh, for this one is uh, – or these are these are actually all prayers. I shouldn't say songs exactly, but sung, prayers sung by a cantor in the synagogue. Uh, uh, is Tzor uh, hayenu which um, the version is by uh, the cantor Leib Glantz. And uh, this is what Yoshi took and uh, did his own way. And so let's listen to a little bit. Yeah, of, of...
0: the archival uh, recording. Exactly.
1: Now, what's what's so interesting about Yoshi's project is that in this case, Yoshi is generally an instrumentalist. In fact, until this album, he'd never really sung on his recordings before. And mainly, he's actually taking the vocals as his source and the power of the music... Uh, of, the, of the voice of the cantor really is translated to the guitar. And when he does sing, it's actually not that same kind of intensity. And you'll hear a little bit of the, that on this song. So let's listen to a bit of uh, Yoshi Fuchter and uh, Schizophrenia's take on uh, cantorial music.
0: that it reminds me so much of Radiohead. Is it, <laughs> is it like the time signature? I don't know what it is, but there is something that's very um, oceanic-like. I mean, it has like this rocking back-and-forth lullaby but speed it up and rocked out. Yeah. Like radiohead no. does.
1: Yeah, I think other people have pointed that out too. It's kind of funny. I'm oddly enough a bit of a radiohead novice. I don't know their stuff that
0: way. Oh my <laughs> goodness, Rob. Wow. You yeah. have a whole world in front of you to I, enjoy. I suppose so.
1: <laughs> but um, but you know, that's music he grew up with too. So, I mean, in his music, because he he's always very, very electric rock sound. So those, maybe that is a, a, an essence of what he puts together. Mm-hmm. He takes that. He's also you know, there's also uh, improv elements, jazz improv elements in his his background, his training, and in, in, with the ensemble. And so that's they're putting together that with uh, this interesting source material, and you could hear, I think, uh, taking uh, literally just taking the vocal lines and playing them instrumentally at great volume. Yeah, so, it's um, great. I think it's great. Interesting project. I think it's a really nice project and a little bit under the radar. So I would encourage people to seek that out. So he has a full album out, Schizophrenia. Sundara, who we heard before, have an EP out, which is kind of a work in progress towards a full album. Mm-hmm. And Ewa, who we heard at the beginning, album is coming, and uh, you'll be hearing about that for sure.
0: Rob, let's go out with uh, one last song. Which one do you choose for us?
1: I think it would be fun to uh, wrap it up with another song by Awa. They really are a lot of fun, and uh, it's, it's uh, a song called Shamak Zabad Radai, and uh, again, uh, sort of based on the uh, Yemeni, Yemenite Jewish songs they grew up with, and uh, also, uh, like Habib Galbi, there's a really great video online, which I think... We can definitely link to it on our site. Yeah, so you guys can uh, go to the tablet site and check out the videos for this song by Ewa and also the song we heard at the top of the segment, Habib Galbi. So let's check this out. A little more from Ewa.
2: I'm <mimic singing>
0: Rob Weisberg, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Sarah. Rob Weisberg is the host of Trans-Pacific Sound Paradise. It's a world music show that runs on Saturday nights on WFMU. You can also stream it on your uh, internet. I'm Sarah Ivery, the host of Vox Tablet. Vox Tablet's produced by Julie Subrin, our eminent producer, and we record with Paul Ruest at Argo Studios. It's also Passover, so we want to wish you a very happy Passover, and please join us again next time.